Good morning, everyone. This is the best podcast in the world. This is the Strength and Skills Podcast. And I would like to welcome you to another episode. I think we're going for episode 56 right now. And with me, of course, there is the boss of bosses, Rado Bobobobosic. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? I'm, I'm doing great. Having my coffee yeah. and having a good talk with you. I love that. That's my favorite morning. <laughs> same here man same here <laughs> all right uh you just you just started to tell me a little story and i would like to just go back to that story because i i love it and that's the topic where we need to talk about um you said one morning you were training mm. and then you sat down on your bed because that was in lockdown wasn't it yeah yeah it was it was a bit more than a year ago um i was doing my squats And in between sets, because I had the opportunity to do so, um, I was lying on my bed and the squats were quite heavy and I was deep in a training block and I was just lying there and having thoughts of it. And um, I remember this one thought of thinking, um, wow, this is really heavy, you know, um, do I really have to increase load from week to week and have this shooting up of the RPs and intensities? Or would it maybe be a better option for me to maybe try and repeat the same load, but at a lesser RPE, so less intensity, and use that as a metric and as a measure to prove that I'm getting stronger, you know? Because by increasing load all the time, my RP was following that. So it was going up together with the load. And I had no idea whether or not I was getting stronger, you know? Yeah. So um this leads us exactly to this topic we have today um is the concept of progressive overload actually valid and does it make sense you know yeah is it is it is it what we need is, is it progressive overload or progressive mm. load exactly yeah that's 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 a very interesting topic that we need to discuss because most of the time we always think yeah we need to overload But mm. you come to the point where you just don't, you can't progress every week usually. I mean, I've never seen an athlete who's progressing every week for like two or three years. In the first year of your training, you usually do that very often, very, very often. I think you had the same thing. But then then you hit, hit, hit a wall or something where you just, The intensities go so high. I mean, the overall intensity where you just don't come anymore uh, to to another point anymore, you know. And the, the the problem that that we have most of the time when it comes to to yeah, in the end, managing all this, the the most people think we need to have so much fatigue to adapt when. Actually, training is not, I have to fatigue myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And th that's an issue because when, when I, was, I, was, uh, I was having steak uh, on Sunday with Dennis and we just talked about it and he said, yeah, um, I, I helped my mom once and she said, why don't you do that easy? Why, why can't you carry this so easy? And he said, mom, because I'm so tired. She said, but you train. And I said, yeah, that's why I'm tired. And the issue with that is 
yes, we are most of the time tired from training, but is this big tiredness, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, is, is, is this big tiredness what we actually need? Do we need to be completely fatigued all the time? Or is there something like a sweet spot where we actually gave enough stimulus but being not so completely destroyed all the time? Because from what I experienced, a lot of people who are tired and fatigued all the time are most of the time those who come from one little nagging pain to another injury all the time. There is always something. So I would like to, to discuss this big concept of overloading and really talking about is this overloading something you know got mm -hmm. me yeah I, absolutely I think, I, i think that's important to to talk about because we, we we know we have to have some progressive loads there but is this overloading really necessary mm. yeah that's such, such an important question Uh, because, uh, I mean, the whole culture of lifting is still in that progressive overload scheme, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people still do think that you really need to fatigue the system in order to force it to create adaptations, you know. Um, and I think all of this stems from this um, fitness fatigue model and where you just want to fatigue the system, have a decrease in performance and then have the system go back up after a certain period of rest. Uh, which isn't quite a bad concept in and of itself. It's just that this phrasing, just as you said, the overload phrase uh, just kind of has people think that they have to add load all the time and they have to be training and killing themselves all the time in order to get stronger when that in reality actually isn't the case. Absolutely. Uh, so we just have to go from this uh, progressive overload phrasing to progressive load and then go for there. I think, I think that's, that's very important because the, the thing that we have to consider here is when you give a stimulus to the body, he knows, okay, I got to get stronger to face this problem. Um, Next time when I have it, being able to face it stronger. But the adaptation happens when you rest, usually. So being tired also means, okay, I need this time right now to recover from that. Of course, we, we need to consider here, we need a kind of, of a proper frequency. So... This is this is about understanding the bigger picture. If you're listening to this podcast for a longer time, um, usually it is it, it is something that we have to consider all the time that the bigger picture is the most important one. But understanding the concept of um, adaptation means also understanding that we we need a certain frequency where we hit something and where we do something. I mean, when you're learning a skill or something, you got to do it pretty often. You, you got to do it often. And you, you have to think of, okay, I also have to be able to do it for a very long time. 
because um, it, whatever it is, if this is a front lever or this is a 300 kg squat, we, we don't care because in the end, that's kind of a skill that you learn. I mean, most people don't understand that even a 300 kg squat is a skill because strength is a skill. You got to practice it. And the very important part here is you have to be able to repeat it and 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 repeat it for years to get there. That doesn't mean you can't learn a front lever in a short amount of time, but most of the time you probably won't learn it in two weeks. <laughs> I've never seen a person doing that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. And the, the problem with this too much overloading, because a lot of people will may not come to us and say, I agree with you. Because everybody is so much into this overloading thing. But um, I'm not talking against overloading itself. I'm talking about the mentality that we are having with this overloading. And I think that's the issue. This is why we, we get to the point where we need to talk about progressive loading. Because most people who are into this overloading thing are really overloading. And that's the issue at that point. The overloading is not the bad thing. The mentality behind the overloading in the athlete's mind is most of the time the, the issue that we have there. So the, the, the one thing you said it before um, we, we jumped into this episode um, was well, one sentence that I really liked. And you said, we need to be not forcing adaptations, but allowing it to happen. Yeah, it, I had this huge shift in paradigm and understanding once I kind of thought about it and heard of it. Um, you know, we always think that we add load to the to the barbell or to the body with bodyweight stuff in order to force the body to create these adaptations. And what if we just shifted that and made the switch and actually thought of us actually being capable of and increasing that adaptation and thus being able to actually do more load you know so it's actually the other way around it's not you that you have to add load in order to create adaptation it's the it's the adaptation that was created by your training and thus this adaptation allows you to do more because of that mm -hmm. so it's just this switch of thinking then when you have the switch, then you can apply it also to the training, you know, and this takes away so much of the stress and pressure of uh, constantly having to do more, do more, do more. It's just not, you don't have to, you don't have to do more, you know, you just get to do more because of this. Yeah. So that's it. I love that. How does that look in, in a practical way? Yeah, so for example, let's say you start off uh, with 140 kilo back squat for three reps, and you do that at an RP7. A person that you know wants to progressively overload would think that you know next time I have to do say 150, and if that person does 150 next week uh, for three reps, it was RP10 for example, you probably didn't get stronger. You know, you just made it harder for yourself. Yeah. Um, if you see like you do a weight 140 for three 
RP7 next week, you maybe repeat that and you do 140 for three at an RP6, you have definitely gotten stronger, you know? Then you can go from there, add low next week, or if you did 142.5 for three at an RP7, so, so still the same RPE, you did, you did get stronger, you know? Um, so that's kind of the way you want to approach things. I like that because um, a very good example for this is not, on, uh, not, not only something with weights or stuff mm -hmm. like that. I think yeah. also what we can talk about is um, when it comes to skills and learning maybe a front lever and you, you start off um, at a tucked front lever. And it's not going to be like, okay, I did my tucked front lever last week. Now I'm going to do an advanced tuck. Usually it doesn't work that way because the angle just gets so hard from, from one week to another. You, you got to learn, okay, I'm, I'm learning my tucked front lever. It has to be easy until I come to the um, advanced front lever. And from the advanced front lever, you go bring, bring the feet out a little bit more. From there, you can maybe go to a one leg front lever and maybe from there to a half leg. Yeah, we all know that. But when is the right time to do so? And I think the, the, the right time to bring in another progression in there is when the other progression got easy. And this is what's, what comes very familiar when, when you talk about statics and stuff like that, because it's just like, yeah, that's totally logical. I wouldn't do something that's hard and I can't do it. But why are we doing that with weights? Why the fuck are we doing that with weights and all the time pressuring ourselves with that? Why not making things coming easy and then at the next step? Because now we got, we actually got stronger. We see that now we can go the next step. And I think that's, that's such a good one. Arado. You, you just said it so right to understand what we actually talk about because the overloading principle is exactly usually this. Once you got stronger, you put some progressive load on there. So mm. you overload it again until it got easy. And it's not going to be like you overload and overload and overload and overload. No. You put it up 5kg on your squad until it got easy. You know, you, you got the 150. That was at an RPE 8 to 9. Then you do the same weight until it got to an RPE 7. And then you add up 5kg maybe. And then you got it. Okay, I got my 5kg more and 155 at an RPE, maybe maybe 8. And then you do it again next week. It, it turns down to a 7. And then you add up another 5. Yes, it. this needs more patience. But it leads to such a more stable um, yeah, overload Just, at that point. Yeah. It's so important. Absolutely. I think uh, this concept of uh, staying at a load or maybe even decreasing the load from one week to the other, it's just so scary to us, you know, because you think you're regressing or tapping in one place at all times mm. and you question yourself you question the program you question the coach whatever yeah. just allow allow your system give it time you know the adaptation to occur and then um it will happen you know so it's 
it's nothing bad if you stay at the same load or maybe even decrease from one week to the other. Um, if that's a smarter decision and you still train at a RP you should train on, that's that's what you want to do. That's the thing. And I also think it's very important to mention what you're actually doing when you constantly overloading structures. Yeah. That also leads to a way much higher risk of injury, which occurs with a lot of people. And when, when I look at, at the people that are actually very, 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 very good at their sport, most of the time you don't see them going into really completely muscle failure. They're coming close to that. Yes, but they're never going into this completely overloading system. Because you hit a wall and you overload structures that shouldn't, maybe shouldn't be overloaded. And this is most of the time the small little stuff. That's not your lats or your biceps and stuff like that. It's most of the time stuff like rotator cuff, external internal rotation in your hips, um, all the small little ones that are involved into movements. And those are all the time overloaded. And when you hit them too hard, you higher up the risk of injury. And that's something that kills your progress over time. Because when you get injured, you can't train. So thinking of this in a, in a little bit more long-term version of, of, the, of all the things leads to a much stronger you in about three years, maybe your progress is not as fast in the next three months as someone who is really killing it in that time. But that person will probably hit a wall very much earlier. And over time, you're going to be the stronger one when you do it a little kind of slower. And that's, that's the important part to understand here. Progressive load is needed all the time. You can't expect, and this is something you, you shouldn't misunderstand Rado here when he says, yeah, sometimes it's needed that you use a, a lower weight than the week before because it's just hard that week. That doesn't mean you decrease weight from week to week to week and expect to get stronger. <laughs> Please don't do that. Please don't do that. That's not working. No, no that's not working. No. This is important to understand. Where we come from there, yeah, you may have a, a, a little step back that you had a week of, okay, I had like 150 in the squad, then I did 155. Okay, it was hard. I go back to 150, maybe to 107, uh, 147.5, yeah. and then go back to 157.5, you know, because you got an adaptation there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That that's the possible way of it, but it's probably not going to happen that you you lower the weight from 150 to 145, uh, 145 and then to 140. Yeah, I got stronger. Now I can do the 160 easily. Now it's yeah. not like that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's a big disclaimer. Um, just because we say, you know, uh, you don't have to add load every week. That doesn't mean that training uh, should be easy. You know, you still yeah. want to train at a relatively high intensity, uh, but be smart about it, you know, and just change this way of thinking. 
and take away this pressure from yourself of having to do that. Um, and just, you know, get to know your system, see how it adapts and when it adapts, then you go up. That's so important to understand. Yeah, I think we got the message. All right. Hope you guys really liked this episode. If you liked it and you know someone who definitely needs to hear this, please share this episode with, with that person. It would be amazing. And if you need any help with your training, you are absolutely invited to contact us. Um, you can contact us on, on Instagram with the Strength and Skills podcast, or you just contact us in person uh, on the Instagram, Rado underscore Bossage or Nick underscore Tibu. And then we are good to go with you. Um, did I say your Instagram name right? Yeah, okay. okay. I, I was, I was, I was not sure. <laughs> All right. The other possibility, of course, would be um, you go to Bob minus slash links to contact us. They can easily make yourself an appointment with that. And we just have a call and talk about okay, how's your situation? How can we help you? This doesn't say okay. I need to have the coaching now with these guys. We, we first we talk about how we can help you, and is is this actually something that you should do? Are you able to, 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 to do the payment for that stuff and all that stuff? Then in the end, we find a solution for that probably. And then we will see. All right, guys, um, if you like this episode, please do us the favor, like share comment below it, especially on YouTube. You know, you guys, we, we love to help you, but we need your help to help us to spread the message a little bit more out there love to have that thank you so much for listening and have an amazing other week of training goodbye